Hey everyone, welcome to Tara and Miranda, the podcast. We'll be here every week to explore topics around what it means to live more fully and not just more busy. We hope that you join us. We hope that you enjoy where we're taking you and we hope that you take this opportunity to connect with yourself, to connect with us and to just bring more of your awesome into the world. Are you ready, Tara? So ready, Miranda. Then let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody. We're so excited that you're with us. We are talking self-care today. I'm excited about that. Ooh. I don't know if everybody is. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I mean, self-care is so overused these days. It has become synonymous with go take a bubble bath and drink a glass of wine. (laughs) Fair. Although those are awesome self-care things too. (laughs) Exactly. I do love taking baths and drinking wine. (laughs) But I think what we want to unpack today or what we want to talk about today is that it is so much more than that. (laughs) Yes. As usual, before we dive into all of that, we like to check in. So Tara, how are you today? I'm feeling good today. I have made an intention this month to go to bed at a certain time and do a daily reflection with some really great questions. And I feel good. I feel like I did it. So I'm, I'm feeling great this morning as well as um, getting the kids out of the house was pretty low key, like nothing, you know, not that anything bad happens on a regular day. Just, it felt very, okay, good. I'm not yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good day when we don't have to yell. Exactly. So I'm feeling good and we're here. So of course, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. How are you today? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I also didn't yell this morning. (laughs) So check check that, you know, it, there's snow on the ground right now, which is making me really, really happy. I love snow. I mean, talk to me in February, that might change. (laughs) But for now, it's the beginning of the season, so I'm very, very happy about that. And uh, I'm a little tired. Um, I feel like you and I kind of flip-flop from time to time around, like, <laughs> who's tired today? But I, my, my brain woke me up at very, very early in the morning and decided to jump around and, and you know, think about things and come up with <laughs> ideas and all of that. So I'm thinking perhaps I need to put some sort of notebook next to my desk or next to my bed so that I can write these things down at 2 a.m. when I wake that. up. <laughs> do you have that? Do you do that? Well, I don't normally have ideas in the middle of the night, but I do advocate for having something handy mm. because I think you know, when we fight it, it's just, you won't get back to sleep. But if you write it down, that's exactly what happened. I was like annoyed with my monkey brain last night going, (laughs) my body was like, we need to sleep. Why are you awake right now? So a little tired, but I did eventually get back to sleep. I'm, I'm okay. I'm And I've got my coffee next to me. So that's gonna help me. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in because it feels like we're already talking self-care. Isn't that weird? 
<laughs> that's just oh, life, man. Why don't we throw out a definition to the people yeah. um, as a starting point and, yeah. you know, agree or disagree that not the point of sharing a definition. I think it's a starting point for where we want to go today. So one that we found that we loved or at least resonated with is self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Self-care is something that refuels us rather than takes away from us. And that is from Agnes Wayman. Hmm. What sticks out for you? Well, definitely the part about the refueling. Mm. I think the thing that sticks out to me about that is it doesn't matter necessarily what the thing is. It's very clear that it's about the context that you happen to be in. Because I think I was mentioning in another podcast episode, like I had a really great coffee one morning and it really, it was just the thing I needed. It was just this thing that refueled me you know, you know, not just because of the caffeine, but because of the, <laughs> the right, because it always refuels you in some way. But it kind of refueled me because of how delicious it was and beautiful it was. And it was there was so many different things about it. But coffee doesn't always do that, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not the thing I need. It is not. So it's, it's really paying attention to what do I need in this moment, right? What's going to refuel me in this moment, not what's my knee jerk response to (laughs) feeling stressed or feeling triggered, right? Well, I love that you threw in the feeling stressed or feeling triggered, because I think that is where we normally go, which is what can I do in this moment to calm myself down? Mm. What can Mm. I do in this moment to make sure that I am level? I'd like to take it even further back Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. word deliberately. Mm. Um, I feel like this is a lifestyle practice so yeah. that you don't have as many of those moments, actually. Like, I think that's the best time or the best place to do it. And I know that that's not always possible, but I think that is where you can start so that you can take care of yourself all the time, your mental, emotional, and physical health, and not just when things are falling off the rails. Mm. Yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody about that the other day and they were saying, you know, the thing they really need to do is to prepare when Mm -hmm. they're about to go into a situation where it's likely that something triggering could happen like a meeting at work. <laughs> and so he was talking about that preparation that you can do to get your mind right, to set your intention, to take care of yourself so that you likely won't even become triggered, right? Which is what you're talking about. And we also talked about, and it could still happen. You could still find yourself in a situation where you're triggered. So having that, that extra layer of you know, something you can do in the moment for yourself that also helps. So you're right. It's both. It, 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 it's about being able to balance both and have resources and things that you do to take care of yourself in both of those ways. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the concept of vitamin versus painkiller? <sighs> I mean, I kind of understand what you mean, but I've never... <laughs> Explicitly heard anyone say that. So this is very businessy because they try to make you think of is your business product service Mm. a vitamin, which is I'm planning 
for yeah. it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm actually investing in it. It's not something that I need right now, but it's going to keep me optimal or something like that. Or is it a painkiller, which is I need it now, give it to me because I am stressed out and I need it. That yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're alluding to is you actually need both mm-hmm. to take care of yourself. Right. Because even like you just mentioned, all the planning in the world, mm-hmm. still there are things that will come up that you have to be mindful and take care of yourself. Yeah. And it actually is, can help keep your nervous system a little more regulated if you have a strategy in place for when those things happen, because you can, you know that, you're, that you've got that thing in your back pocket, right? Mm-hmm. You can feel calmer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Vitamin versus painkiller. <laughs> so that actually brings up a, a part of this for me that I wanted to explore a little bit, which is, you know, the difference between self-care and like num- numbing ourselves, soothing ourselves. Ooh, yes. Which yes. is, there's a big difference there. It's interesting because you know, we talked about having a glass of wine in the bath at the beginning of all of this, you know, having a glass of wine can be a version of self-care, but it can also be a version of numbing. And it's, it's like, how do, how does somebody differentiate? How would you even differentiate between this is actually me just not trying to feel anything. And this is me deliberately taking care of my mental, emotional, physical health. I, when I was younger, I was totally into reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) and catch me on a bad day and I will be into reality TV. Still there, yeah. (laughs) And what I noticed as I was getting older and really diving into what this looks like for me, I realized that I was just checking out. I checked out of my life for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it was, which I think equates now to binging for the sake of binging and not actually being intentional about what you're watching. Mm -hmm. And just, I think that's one of the ways that you can notice is like, am I doing this to feel better about my life because these people are just not in great places? Mm. Or am I doing this because I enjoy it? I want to watch it. Mm. And it's not just I'm flipping for the sake of flipping, you know? Am I having a second glass of wine because I don't want to feel something, Mm. right? I mean, that takes intentionality. Like, I don't think it's something that you can notice right away. But when you start to get curious about your own patterns, those are things that can come up. I I know what you mean when you say, am I trying to just check out? Is this my easy button? I think Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to a Glennon Doyle talk the other day and she talks about that, that like those, those um, office supply commercials that used to exist (laughs) where it was just like easy button. Yeah. And we get to float away immediately from what's going on in our reality. We get, to, we get to check out. And I know that feeling. I, 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 and it, you're right, it does take intentionality. It does take a, a, a level of self-awareness. But there's a very clear distinction of feeling between this is, this is refueling me or this is my easy button. This is my, I need to stop feeling this thing. Well, you were talking about this, I think it was last week. I mean, we are still in the middle of a pandemic and where we live, we are currently locked down to an extent, Mm -hmm. right? So very few things are open, only essential things. And you were mentioning how all there is to do now because the sun goes down at 
4.30 or 5 or whatever time it goes down, all there is to do is watch TV. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> or at least it feels that way. <laughs> well, I mean, that's our, that that's the like not um, creative space that my husband and I happen to be in right now where yeah. the only thing we could possibly think to do um, is watch television, which you know, again, like, I don't want to put judgment on any of this because that can be a beautiful way to wind down and entertain yourself. And yeah, like, there's no judgment. It's not wrong. No. But when you, yeah, when you start to notice that's, you're just on autopilot and that's just what you do and you don't feel refueled afterwards, you actually feel worse. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a great place to get curious. I think that's the sign, right? Right. When you're done the thing that you claim is self-care <laughs> and you feel crappy yeah. or you feel exhausted or you feel like you wasted your time. Or you feel that dread of, yeah. no, I don't want to go back to life, right? Mm -hmm. That dread feeling that, you know, even for me, sometimes at the end of a vacation, which is supposed to be this like intense amount of self-care, Mm -hmm. At the end of a vacation, I can feel like, no, don't take me back there. I don't want to go back. And it's, again, place to be curious. What's going on? Um, yeah. What do I really need that I didn't get in that thing I thought that was going to take care of me? Yeah. And let's add another layer to this because I get this question a lot around what is self-care? What do I actually do? And one of the challenges that a lot of people have when it comes to this is, but on social media, they say that you should do this <laughs> and all of my friends are crushing it and they have perfect lives and all of, you know, and just the pile on of all of these external sources telling people what self-care looks like. And it becomes a to-do list item. We talked about this in a few episodes ago. Yeah. It, it really feels like I have to get good at this. Right. Instead of what we were talking about, which is what is that thing that can refuel you, you specifically? Mm -hmm. Because what self-care looks like for me mm -hmm. definitely doesn't look the same for Miranda. Yeah. Not always. No. Not always. Tara loves tea. I love coffee. This is one example. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's important to think about you and even just thinking about your time. So I'm a mother, I have a lot of mom friends. This is a struggle to define what self-care looks like when other people in your life are dependent on you. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like when I can't go to the spa? Because spa is self-care, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. what I should be doing. No, self-care is like we said at the beginning, refueling yourself, it may be five minutes. It could be two hours if you have the luxury of that but it really is finding those times and those things that bring you back up, I guess, bring mm -hmm. you that like, okay, I'm refueled, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that's coming up for me as you're saying that just in that bit that you said about it can take five minutes, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be this thing that takes a lot of time. You know, for me, one of the things that I do enjoy about coffee, which is not just about consuming it, 
it's the ritual of making it. Mm. There's something very meditative about, and I do, um, we don't have like a, like a regular brewing cop, like we have a French press. It's a little more involved in like the steps and everything. Sure. And it's taking, you know, whatever, however long it takes in the morning for me to heat the water, pour the water, you know, do all of the, th- the, the steps that are required in, in making that coffee. And it's, if I'm being mindful mm-hmm. in that moment, that can be a, br- a breath I get to take. And, you know, I get to care and nurture for something that, that I'm going to enjoy in a minute. And so giving myself that second can look very much like self-care. I love that. Yeah. What I love about that particularly is it's an everyday thing. Yeah. It's not special, right? I'm using air quotes there. It's just something that's already a part of your day that you're making into a ritual. Right. And I know my core values. Like I know I, I have a sense of what my core values are and that, that thing speaks to those. Mm-hmm. I, I very, it, you know, that might not be the thing for you because that might not speak to your core values. But for me, it is, it's the, the quality of the coffee and the smells and the, it's all about the five senses for me. Mm-hmm. Like I know that about myself. And so that's what makes it such a moment for me to connect with myself because I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that while I'm doing it, I'm going like, this is so many things that I value in this one little moment. And so that's when you, when you talk about it, it doesn't look the same for everybody. It's because there are different core values that you can express in a multitude of ways. And if you're being mindful about what is the thing that I'm expressing right now, or what is the core value that's coming to life in me right now, it's going to make you feel that sense of care. Like you're caring for your, your insides, your soul. <laughs> what is, how would you say that, Tara? Because I know I'm sort of like saying it in my hippy-dippy way, but how would you say it? Uh, to me, it's a personalized menu of the things that light you up. Yeah, yeah, ooh, ooh, I like that. You know, we're all different. I don't know why we expect it to look the same. Don't take self-care as another to-do list item. Really look at what it is that resonates with you about the thing that you're doing. So for me, I don't have a lot of me time. I don't get a lot of me time. So my practices are about starting my day well and ending my day well. Mm -hmm. So when I don't have the chances in between, Mm -hmm. I start my day off with, okay, this is me time. So I get up a little bit earlier than my kids do and pray and get centered. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like I said in my check-in, I am going to bed at a certain time. I'm putting my phone away. I'm not just reading mindless articles. Mm-hmm. And just those two things in the absence of other things are enough for me to be like, okay, focus. Great. Mm-hmm. And it can look like that. Yeah. I love that, that you, when you talk about the beginning of the day and the end of the day, it's where are the pockets of time you have Mm -hmm. where it gets to be just about you find those because they exist they they always exist it's just we end up filling them with you know scrolling through social media we fill them with the things that don't light us up so there is such an abundance of pockets of time it's just about finding them and the ones that where you where you can really be at your best like for you it's it's about the beginning and the end of the day because that's when you get to be by yourself. <laughs> exactly. 
And for some people, it may be with your people Mm -hmm. when you're with your best friend or your kids or your partner or whoever, coworkers even, where we take time to be with each other and be really intentional about the time that we're spending with them. So it doesn't, even those things don't have to be another to-do list item. You can create experiences within the things that you have to do to make it more rejuvenating rather than a time suck or an energy drain. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, some of the things that, that you want to be mindful of? And we've already sort of talked about this a little bit, but I'm just really curious, like on the other end of the spectrum, like when this, when this doesn't look like self-care, what, what is that for you? Oh, I can think of one right away. So oh, okay. I am a voracious reader. Mm-hmm. I love to read. When I cannot get to the second page, when I find myself trying to reread it, I'm not understanding, I close the book. It is not helping when you're just trying to push through something mm-hmm. that should be helpful. Such a great observation. Such a great observation. Because now I'm, I've, you've, you've inspired in me this feeling of like, oh yeah, I have those too. And I, I think our listeners are probably going, oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I love, like I'm an external processor. So this type of, this podcasting thing is fabulous because I get to <laughs> externally process all of my thoughts. And when I can't always have, you know, because you can't always have, have the luxury of a conversation with somebody, writing is, is one of those things for me that really allows me to externally process on mm-hmm. a page. But you're right, there are moments when I'm writing trying to express something and I'm just like, it's, I'm stuck or I'm getting frustrated because it's not coming out right. Or I'm, you know, it's not working. And you're right. Sometimes I'll sit there and be like, no, you have to finish this now. Why? (laughs) What, what good is that doing you in that moment? You know, unless you're a writer with a deadline, there's no point in pushing through that frustration. The reason you're doing it is because you're trying to take care of yourself. You know the, how long it took me to be, Tara, it's okay to not finish the book. <laughs> I think that happened in the last five years where I gave myself permission to be like, if you don't like it, don't read it. If it's really hard, stop. It's okay. You can come back to it or not. Yeah, that's interesting. There's, there's, a, there's a theme in this conversation around these voices that we've allowed to be present in mm-hmm. our own self-care. And you talked about it with when we're looking at our friends on social media and, and we're hearing their voices or what we perceive to be their voices going, no, you should, you should, you should. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other voice that you have that's telling you, you need to finish what you start or something. There's like, an, <laughs> it's like the, the dark side of your integrity or something. Well, isn't that always there? Totally. I I relate to that a lot, actually. And I think a lot of driven, hardworking people can can probably relate to that. Like I am someone who likes to push through as well. And at times that's really helpful. But in self-care practices, probably not really all that helpful to be like, no, we have to motor ahead and finish. That's the opposite of self-care. I mean, what we have been exploring, I think, through this podcast is what is underlying all of the things that we're talking about. Right. There's not a bucket of things that's like, here are self-care practices you can do to feel better. It's like, yes, that sure. Okay. So there's a great list, but 
you have to personalize it. It's not a clickbait five steps to self-care success. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, and fortunately. It seems like a really good place to leave people with a thought. Hmm. Self-care looks different for everyone hmm. and should only be about what you, underlying you, need to rejuvenate and stay energized. Take this away and reflect on the different activities that bring you that feeling of rejuvenation and feeling energized and the ones that are taking it away from you. And that's a really good place to start. And then second, pick something Mm. and go do it. Mm. Try it on and notice, is it giving me the thing that I want or is it taking it away? Such a theme in all of our takeaways for our listeners. Notice what you're doing when you're doing it and pick the thing that's going to light you up and then go put it in your daily schedule. Make it a daily habit. I really do want to underline again what was at the beginning as well, which is the deliberate and the daily. It's not just about reacting to those triggering moments. It's about filling our tanks up so that we might not even have to be in those situations in the first place. And that's a wrap on another episode of Tara and Miranda, the podcast. Did you love what you heard? Write a review where you listen to podcasts and share the love with a friend who needs to hear this. And if you have a question, want to know more about us and what we love, or to sign up for updates, visit us at taramiranda.com. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.